Welcome back to the Panel Scanners. Continuing with our Halloween theme, running once again on a skeleton crew, I'm Gary, and joining me from across the country, Mark. How you doing? Oh, oh I'm, I'm doing, doing great. How, how are you? you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not in the, uh, the, the mood, the theme. The, I'm definitely not in the mood. The, uh, the spirit of Halloween as much as you. We are just a couple days away from uh, Halloween here, and as part of our Halloween episode, we're going to uh, have a little discussion about some, well, all things Halloween, really. Favorite costumes, favorite films, um, personal stories of ours from childhood past. So, uh, you excited about Halloween this year, Mark? How could you tell? tell? And, and if, if I, I didn't give, give away what my theme was this year, we've decorated our house in purple and green lights with orange accents, and we're going a whole Joker's Carnival theme. Ooh. So last, last year was Pirates, Dead Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, this year is Joker-themed, and I'm really excited because the last time we did Joker-themed, the pandemic hit. And in 2020, I think we got five trick-or-treaters that night. <laughs> oh, that's why you're excited. Okay, I thought you were relating your decorating to the pandemic. <laughs> no, no, I'm excited. excited. We, we actually get to have last year we ran out of candy. Oh, wow. And we, we had like four giant bags. bags. So I'm excited. We're, we live in a neighborhood where people actually truck their kids into our neighborhood. Oh. So we're one of those. And so uh, last year we uh, we turned our lights off because we, well, we took my son to another neighborhood to trick or treat. And not because we're looking for like you know the well-to-do areas or anything like that, but my brother lives four blocks over. My cousin lives like a block from him, so we'll get all the kids together and we'll just kind of do that area. And there's a uh, house on that route that gives away full-size Mally bars. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So. Did you say Mally? Huh? Did you say Mally? Mally's chocolate cup. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember Mally's. Oh my God, it's been a long time since I lived back in Cleveland area, but. I didn't think you'd forgotten. No, I, I, I love Nelly's chocolate. That's a childhood staple. I remember going to the one with the carousel in it with my grandmother. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's wow. like the original location, right? Yeah. I don't even know if that's there anymore. Uh, what was the last time I checked a couple years ago, but I don't know. I might be thinking of a different carousel. I think <laughs> yeah. it was like, not like Mansfield or something like that. that... But, but yeah, back, back on topic to Halloween. So yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was excited about it to define why I was excited. Uh, end of 2019, I bought the most expensive Halloween prop ever and then didn't get a chance to use it. I own a purple Challenger, which I painted the wheels bright green on, have a personalized Joker plate and a sticker on the back to straight out Arkham. And I did not get a chance to show it off. So are you going to be in costume, I have to ask? Oh, absolutely. I will be in my Joker costume. My wife will be Harley Quinn. I need pictures at least, or a picture. <laughs> I will send pictures, sir. I promise. So, yeah. so the two, the two of you with Lucy, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lucy, my car. That's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, my wife has been going overboard, like designing carnival games for the kids this year in the Joker theme. Oh wow! So, yeah, so she's uh, kind of going all out with that. You guys are really into that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying, trying to make it interactive this year. I'm trying to think if there was ever a year that we decorated at all honestly i can't say there is I, yeah. I don't think we've ever really decorated my, my wife's not a fan of like innards you know so like skeletons creeper out and stuff like that yeah and, you know, we keep it yeah i mean we, we've got some extended family members that are you know they're they're screamsters at cedar point every year 
you know, they are all in on Halloween. Like this is their, this is their Graceland. You know, like this is what they've been waiting for all year. Yeah, yeah I, I half-ass Christmas, Christmas, but Halloween's my thing. So, so what is what is the most elaborate costume you've ever? Um, ever worn? I, I've gone oh, all out for a few. Um, yeah, yeah, Darren, we're here. He could vouch for this. <laughs> I remember one. I remember going to uh, Kent State for Halloween with him, and uh, I did a Darth Maul costume where I made my own skull cap complete with horns and had special effects lenses for the yellow and red eyes. What year was that? <sighs> Only reason I'm asking is I, I've I've done Kent State Halloween with you. Darren. May have been there. I don't even. I'd have to look, look up the old picture. No, you I would have, remember because so. the the one in particular. I was wearing a uh, giant baby costume. No, I don't remember my, that. My wife, my wife made me a onesie, some <laughs> exposed legs, and I had these fuzzy blue slippers and a little bonnet and pass. I remember our friend Matt came to let me in the building because you know had to buzz our way in. Oh, wow! And he just got to the door and looked at me. He goes, "You win." <laughs> that was it. Some some lady asked me while we were out at the bar because it was raining and I'm wearing this. You know, half my body's exposed, and she asked me if I lost a bet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I, 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 I hand-sewed the costume. and uh, Oh, you did your own sewing? Yeah, I, I hand-sewed the costume. Uh, Borrowed my mother's sewing machine. I, I am capable. Okay. And, I can hand-sew. Uh, I've never learned the, the machine, though. Yeah, I've done both. Uh, yeah, I did the custom skull cap. Did all the makeup. The makeup took forever. I had special effects contact lenses. That was a lot of fun. But I think I had a better one a year before that or two years before. I did a Boba Fett costume. Where I bought the helmet, but I custom made the armor out of sheet metal. Sheet metal? Yeah, I found thinner sheet metal that we had extra pieces of where I work, and I asked if I could have a few of them because they were going to get rid of them. And they said, yeah, knock yourself out. And so I cut them with uh, heavy grade snips and, you know, took a while. Had to sand the edges down, finish them. Okay, yeah. No, I, I work at a machine shop, and I, I, I know, right, right. well, I'm mean, engineering portion, but I, I see the work. So just metal work alone, I know, is not a... Uh, well, you know, something you do half-assed. You know, I was, I was not a metal worker for, by any stretch of the imagination. I just used a pair of old tin snips and cut the damn things, and it took forever. And I wrecked the muscles in my right hand. Hardboard one to work. Yeah, it's me. Go big or go home. Uh, I also yeah. built a speaker and a microphone into the helmet. Oh, jeez. Which let me tell you, um, that was the fun part because I didn't realize I put them both in the helmet at first and didn't think about feedback. So when I fired that OB on, oh, that was great. Inside of a helmet where it's reverbing. Oh, you put it on before you turned it on? I put it on, flipped the switch, and I was just, uh, I was deaf for like a day. <laughs> then I ended up putting the speaker down to the chest piece and shielding the mic, and that worked a lot better. <laughs> I remember I was six maybe set five my dad made me an r2d2 costume cardboard looked fantastic you know so i put this thing on we head to the first house i can't step up the front stoop of the house because of the restrictions on you know the cardboard tube that i was in so i couldn't make it to any of the houses so we ended up having to go back home and i put on like a bozo the clown costume from the year before or something like that and yeah, got to wear that for about I don't know a hundred yards before we had to take it back. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, I I remember all that work you put into it. That's, that's a, 
I mean, I, mean, I won't knock anything made out of cardboard. I've seen some of the stuff Darren's done with cardboard, and it's some impressive costuming. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's good work. I mean, yeah, I, I tend to go with other materials because I like the way it looks, but, man, I, he, he does great work with cardboard. I've seen a lot of people do miracles with cardboard. I would never guess. Yeah. I mean, I am not anywhere near, uh, you know, cosplay quality by any stretch of the imagination. My ideas are usually bigger than my talents. <laughs> yes, that's Although, a lot of us. We, we have kind of gone... I want to say overboard with my son's costumes the last couple of years. He, he went as a uh, an inkling from <sighs> Splatoon. Mm, I, don't I don't know, know what, what that is. is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was it was quite elaborate. There were accessories made, you know, sewn costumes. It was, and then he went as uh, Link last year. Oh wow! So that was that one turned out pretty well. Was wasn't as involved as the previous year. So I took a picture of him in the bathroom, sitting up on the counter. So it was Link on a sink. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! wow. And this year he wants to go as the lead character from Hollow Knight, which is actually not nearly as evolved as anything we've done before. So it's mo- more like uh, Ghostface from Scream for the oh, most part. So that sounds, sounds a lot easier. easier. <laughs> yeah, like, here's your here's your black cloak, and here's a milk jug for no, no, maybe not a milk jug, but. One of my Halloween memories that I think about a lot, and probably to the detriment of my sister, is I remember when she was like, I think she was like four or five, and she had the, you know, obligatory ghost costume. You know, she could okay. holes cut out. Yeah. And uh, it kept shifting so she couldn't see out of the eye holes. And I remember us getting to a house, and she got really excited that we were at the next house, and she was charging up the driveway full speed and ran into the back of Cadillac. Oh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's... Did it at least catch her like in the body and not like in the face? Oh, oh no, right, right in the, the face. face. She, she ran straight to the back end of it. Was she okay? Yeah, she, she was, was okay. okay. She, she was, was more um, just a little bruised, but okay. So it wasn't like like the the white sheet was now red or something like that. No, no it's, it's not, not like she lost teeth or anything. Maybe, Maybe a couple were loose. They were coming out anyway. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I have to say, I think about that moment a lot, and it wasn't funny at the time, but in retrospect, it's pretty hilarious in my mental image. How, how does she uh, recollect it? You know, you know I, I haven't asked. asked. I probably should at some point. I was hoping you would never bring it up again! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure she wishes that, so maybe I won't. No. Or she may not even remember it, you know? She blacked out there for a couple seconds. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I did what, what now? When was this? Are you sure? I don't think that happened. <sighs> Mark, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm trying to get into this whole Halloween thing, and it's just, talking with you, this is just wrong. They leave us unattended. In our, our defense, defense, we were left, left unsupervised. This is true. You know, I, I think we need to uh, call an audible here. We're going to go from uh, kids in costumes to robots in disguise. Hey, and I think it's thematically appropriate. You and I cannot have a conversation that does not involve Transformers. No, no, we, we can't. can't. It, it's, it's our thing. thing. <laughs> it is our thing. I mean, we all know Gary here is our Transformers guy when it comes to news articles and like that, but I am every bit as big of a fan and have to admit I'm jealous of some of those, so I am oh, and I, you, I anxious to talk. The play you have behind you right now is... Uh, Likewise, Unicron. Uh, well, yeah, that's a single piece, though, man. I, I, I see, see your cabinet, cabinet to your right. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm not saying I don't have anything. <laughs> what what, what Gary's saying is that I have an entire room walled in them. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't, I don't have, have wallpaper. I have transformers on shelves. This is true. And I unfortunately collect boxes a lot of times too, so you do not. No, nope, I collect toys, not boxes. <laughs> so, so Mark, Transformers. This is sort of a, a broad topic, and there have been a lot of renditions, versions, uh, impressions. Uh, do you love them all? Well, no, they're, they're not, not all created equal. equal. I, I think, think we know, know that. that. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. You know, okay. it's, it's, it's gone through many stages since its 1984 debut, and uh, since the, the toys in the Marvel comics came out and the G1 series following shortly after, it's become a lot of things to a lot of people. And some people love certain things that I don't. And I love certain things that other people don't. So, you know, I think Transformers is one of those, like, Star Wars and other where, you know, there's something for everybody if they're looking at it. I, I don't want there to be something for everybody. I want there to be something for me. <laughs> now, I, I have to admit that a, a lot of these, I don't want to say uh, reboots or reimaginings, my, my brain will just not let me accept them and just be entertained by them i i am a i don't know i don't know if there's anything to do with it or if you know one links into the other or vice versa i, I work as a machine designer as as a as a occupation with like the original g1 toys seeing what they can do now with the newer figures you know as far as how they look so much more like the original cartoon or ju just Technology-wise, what they can do, I don't want to say it's knocked the G1 down a peg, because I'm emotionally connected to those. But it's like, man, why couldn't we have had this stuff then? Yeah, you know, the engineering, especially these like third-party ones from other companies making exactly. characters out of China. Oh my god, some of these are insane. The engineering magic that they pull off. And like like the uh, Predaking images that you've been sending me a oh, piece those, at a time. The Kang Toys Predacons are just insane. Um, there's, there's there's so much that's so different from what we had. Where it was like, what, three steps, and it's like, you know, you basically stand the car up and pull out some arms. Yeah. That sounds more GoBot than Transformer, honestly. But uh, you, <laughs> you know, know I've, I've got, got plenty of Transformers and GoBots that have pretty similar transformation schemes, so I like GoBots, too. I got yeah, it. The fiction wasn't as good, but the toys are fun. Yeah, the story did did uh, add, add quite a bit to it. And I think that's another part of why I can't jump on with a lot of the new incarnations is they're changing enough, but they're still relying on you knowing the original. Yeah. So it, it, it's sort of, they want you to, I, I, it's like this isn't the same thing it's like well you're still supposed to enjoy it it's like well it's supposed to be this because I'm supposed to know who these characters are I'm supposed to know their relationship I'm supposed to know their backstory and yet all this this and this are different and it, it, I, my brain will not let me just enjoy it so, so you know, I'll like... tell you what Mark well, go ahead Oh, no, 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 I, I think, think you're segueing perfectly into uh, something that will answer my question, so let's do it. Okay, so out of all the Transformers that have uh, crossed our paths over our lifetime, you know, tell me, I mean, okay, how, I don't even know how to phrase this. Do you, you have a better way of phrasing it? No. The um, ones you love, the ones you hate, the ones you just kind of, yeah. Well, you, you know, know different We've established we have opinions, so uh, let's start off and just talk about it. And Gary, what didn't you like? 
And as always here, we're going to point out that this isn't things we're saying are bad. It's just maybe not for us and we don't like it. So if you're a fan of some of these, don't get mad at us. Don't write us hate mail. We respect that. All right. Well, well I, I do. Maybe well, Gary doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a quick count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I got 22 that I was able to just come up with off the top of my head with I, very I, little research. I have 19. So, so close, close enough. enough. Okay. Um, the, the, these are the, the stinkers here. Um, and I, I think we you can join me with this one. Uh, anything Bayverse. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not like outside, outside of even the movies, um, they change too much about the core, like the I don't want to say the soul of of, of the whole property. The, the biggest gripe that I've had, you know, starting back to the first movie. You know, they've got this this cube and they're trying to keep Megatron from it. So what do they do? They drive into a populated city. Like, that is the opposite. Like, they would try to get this thing as far away from, you know, a living being as they possibly could. Right. And, and it just... You up the ante on that with Optimus Prime murdering Decepticons left and right, which is not the Prime I know. Yeah. And for as much as I enjoyed the uh, curb job that he gave to... Uh, well, who was that? Sentinel Prime? Yeah. Dark Moon. And then he uh, ripped Megatron's spine out. You're right. That is that is not the character that we grew up loving. No, no it's just... That's the problem with the Bayverse in general, is if you called it a random sci-fi alien robot movie, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I probably, I probably would have been able to enjoy it. But they don't. They didn't respect anything about any of those characters. It's like they took an existing name, slapped it on something they made up, which is usually a bad racial stereotype, and called it that character. And I struggle with things like, it's like, okay, Ironhide, original, has more of a southern drawl, red Nissan Venice, weapons expert, old soldier, cranky guy. Right. We've got a black pickup truck that turns into a guy with a British accent and giant weapons on his arms. I'm like, okay, I can deal with the giant weapons. I can deal with the pickup truck instead of a Nissan Bennett. Is there some reason you couldn't make him red? Is there some reason you couldn't give him a southern accent instead of a British accent? You just basically made up a new character and called it Ironhide. You know the one, and I know how this happened, the one that bothers me the most, and unfortunately this is the one that is everywhere, is Bumblebee. Yeah. He was a Volkswagen bug because he was fuel efficient and he was a scout. And for some reason, they had to turn him into a warrior. There's enough warriors out there. They could have just taken another character and made him that role. But for some yeah. reason, they had to take the cute, lovable little one, like little little bug, literally, and completely change him, change his design. And I, 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 I will get to this, but it tainted the Bumblebee movie for me. Because Darren and I finally sat down to watch that, and I loved seeing the Volkswagen bug, but at the very end, they transitioned them back over to that Camaro. Yep, and, and we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that. that. And there, there was a reason for that, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. But it, again, it tied it back into the Bayverse again for me. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah it's, that, that's, that's the first up on my list of didn't like two was Babers. Um, the first one was bad. The second one was worse. Three I found strangely watchable. I kind of liked Dark, Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon? I, yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. But again, as each movie went on, I drank more and more before I went in. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then as my expectations went down and my inebriation went up, I was amazingly able to enjoy the film. more. Yeah, I, I watched um, Age of Extinction because of the promise of Dinobots. And then they show up, what, like 15 minutes from the end of a two-hour and 15-minute movie? I never saw anything past the third one. And then, uh, yeah, well, what I just said is true. They show up like 15 minutes from the end of an almost three-hour movie. Yeah. And then the fifth one just doubles down on everything that made the series bad for me. So. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law went and saw, what was the uh, last, last night? night or, yeah. So he sent me, like, the premise of it. And all I could write was, of course it is. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, now don't, don't hate me for this, Gary, but I have actually collected some of the uh, third-party Bavers toys. Because, okay. while I don't like the movie or the characterizations, they do make some really fun toys, especially when you throw in that complex engineering we are talking about. I, I will give those movies credit for one thing. They paid attention to scaling. Yeah. I um I have a lockdown. One of the running jokes from the cartoon series, you know, granted it had to do with the animation studios, yeah. but they had to pay attention to scaling because, you know, real vehicles. vehicles. Yeah, you 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 know, matter does not disappear. You know, it has to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. mass so, shifting, as we all know from Transformers and them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will give it that credit, and that's about yeah. the most I'm gonna gonna say about the babers we could probably make an entire episode yeah. just what, about what, those movies. oh absolutely one of my favorite toys though is uh i have lockdown the bounty the bounty hunter from fourth film and uh he turns into a lamborghini and the, the toy looks like an action figure you would not believe it transforms and then he basically turns completely freaking inside out to this tiny compact little lamborghini nice. and it's just like it's black magic i don't know how they did it it's insane, but uh, yeah, that's the best props I can give. Is some of the toys are fun. Okay. And Dark of the Moon was okay. <laughs> okay. What what else is on your uh, poo poo list? Uh, the War for Cybertron trilogy on Netflix. <laughs> the Siege... I have the War trilogy on there as well. <laughs> yeah, Siege the first one was okay. I thought it was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad per se. Earthrise took a nosedive hard, and then Kingdom, I never made it past the second episode of Kingdom, I'll be honest, I couldn't do it. The plot just didn't make any sense, the voice acting got weirder and weirder, and you know, I heard a lot of people online complain about the slow talking and the voice acting, and I, it didn't really bother me until Earthrise, where there's a line where Prime asks Megatron how he got there, and Megatron responds with, I built a ship. And, Mega and Prime repeats back in the same case, you built a ship? And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> Throw on top of that, that Optimus Prime's voice actor sounded like a 16-year-old trying to impersonate an adult. Yeah. I, 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 have, I don't know why it seems like every villain has to be some sort of tragic character. Like, they tried to, like, paint Megatron as this you know, he's doing what he has to do for his people, and, like, he's making the hard decisions. Instead of him just being evil, you know, it, I don't know. 
I respect your opinion, but I actually like that aspect of it, just like I liked in IDW, the comic series, where they make Megatron like the Decepticons were oppressed and broke free, and then went overboard overcorrecting the other direction. Right. And I kind of like that Magneto-esque quality to that Megatron, where his heart was in the right place initially. And he just went way too far trying to get what he wanted for his people and created atrocities that were worse than anything ever inflicted on him. Well, see, when and you phrase it like that, I, I, I like, have to agree with you. My favorite villains are always fallen heroes. Because mm. I think they add more dimension. It's always more fun when there used to be something good in there and see how it got corrupted. That's just me. Maybe that's it. Like I, I know we've discussed, like we've always been attracted to like the villains, you know, as some of our favorite characters. But I, I guess I don't want them to be good, you know. Even like deep down, like 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 I was so disappointed even when like Darth Vader, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> I was like, dude, you are most like the biggest badass in the freaking galaxy, and now you're just as wuss, you know? It just. Like, he lost all of his street cred. Fortunately, no one was around to see it. You know, but... I don't know. But yeah, the, the, the War war for Cybertron trilogy, I binge-watched that while my son and daughter were in Florida. My son and daughter. My son and wife. Uh, my daughters were elsewhere. Um, and I... As at last year's end-of-the-year awards, when we were giving out, like, the movies, TV award type things. Um, I gave everything to uh, Masters in Universe Revelations, yeah. and not a single thing went to any of those. I, I was so either unaffected, which was probably the best, or just let down by what I watched. And I honestly don't even know if I could put my finger on why. It just wasn't enjoyable. And it was just like the characters weren't who I thought they were supposed to be, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so hear I agree. War for, War for Cybertron trilogy, which was uh, Siege, Earth Rising Kingdom, on my no go list. Uh, what, what else you got on your scary? Um, Generation Two, which, which was, was pretty, pretty much, much what, what like, like recaps, recaps of Generation, Generation One with new sequences yeah. in between. Yeah, the Generation <laughs> Two ran from uh, 1993 to 1995. I honestly don't know if there was uh, an additional story that went with them. I honestly have a couple comics that I picked up that I don't think I ever read. The comics like, had a story. Yeah, they were basically uh, repaints of the G1 characters. Like, I, I've got a uh, gift pack of orange Constructicons over there. Yeah. That Aaron got me years ago. I've started collecting third-party stuff that's like, you know, uh, Masterpiece Scale and G2 colored because for some reason all of a sudden the blinding 90s decor with neon colors and clashing motifs has become very appealing to me. I can't explain why. <laughs> I'm playing, uh, oh man, I forgot to put them on my list. By, uh, I'm playing uh, Transformers Earth Wars on my phone. Never played it. And one of the I don't want, and the stretch goals is the wrong. One of the achievements for some of the weekend events is you get like a G2 skin for a couple of the characters. Nice. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been kind of, you know, like a, like a blue Grimlock and, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's. Yep. I have a metallic blue Grimlock. I have a, there is a G2 Bruticus masterpiece scale over my shoulder on the top shelf. Affectionately referred to as Bruticus. 
fruit. I did not point that. That's all over online. But I thought that was brilliant. Because it's like, Onslaught is bright yellow, and then the other characters are like, bright blue, bright red, bright green and purple, white and purple. They've all got a purple camouflage. Striking, so, striking terror into the... Yeah, exactly. yeah. Fruticus <laughs> is an amazing name. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, what else is on your... All right, well, I, 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 I get hate sometimes from people on Transformers boards for this one, but the video game Transformers Devastation. Never played it. Saw it, uh, have been tempted to buy it every time I've passed it. Saw one or two videos that looked interesting, but never pulled the trigger on it. I bought it, let me frame this in context, that I bought it for $7 on clearance at Target. Okay. $7. So everything that I am talking about here is in the shadow of only $7. You spent uh, more more on that for uh, Spider-Man, <laughs> X-Men. The, the art style looks perfectly G1. The voiceovers are perfectly G1. The story seems like it could be something G1. Unfortunately, the crash and bash gameplay is basically doing the exact same button mashing over and over again for hours. There is, there is no depth of gameplay. There is nothing to keep me coming back. I played it for like 30, 40 minutes. I was like, I, I don't even like this. This is... If you what, basically it's fueled by nostalgia and nothing else. So if you're blinded by the rose-colored nostalgia glasses, you'll probably love it, and that's why a lot of people hate on me for it. But I don't generally hold things under a nostalgia lens when I judge them in my current day. If it was a different character, they would hate the game too. Yeah, yeah probably. So yeah, I mean, if nostalgia does it for you, it's a great dip back into the G1 feel and look. But that wears thin for me. It just doesn't carry an entire property for me. No, I, I can buy that. I have one more on my poo-poo list. Okay. And I, ha- I had to take something and split it in half. I mean, it has, it has a natural cut point. But I'm actually putting Beast Wars on my no-go list here. Okay. I tried, I tried so hard when that came out. Hey, you, you want to guess, guess what the last one on my no-go, no-go list is? Beast Wars. However, did you know? And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not one, one of those truck, not monkey people you see online where it's like Optimus Prime <laughs> should be a truck, not a girl. I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, I, I actually have a, a comment as far as why some things made it to certain lists and like why others didn't. But I, I tried. Um, yes, re- reusing some of the old names. Bob, like Megatron. Okay, like Actually, I think it was more the voice of Megatron. Like he sounded like a like a snobby British person rather than a, like a tyrant. Yeah, like he was just like I I didn't care for the like oh, he turned into this T Rex. You know, it's this massive, you know, destructive thing, and then he sounds like a butler. You know, it just I don't know. Couldn't buy into it. I I will give it credit. It it uh, gave us Black Arachnia, mm-hmm. who I think is an awesome character who showed up in later shows. Um, also one of the best characters I have on Earth Wars. Um, I bought toys like when these things first came out, and I honestly say I regret them. Um, I have two of those Transmetal Megatron dragons that I don't think I've ever even transformed. Um, I thought the designs were lazy as far as they have these parts, and they just didn't know what to do with them, so... Okay, Megatron has a dragon hand. 
you know, or yeah. like the trunk is just sticking up or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I suppose if I look at, you know, the, the vehicles from the G1, yeah, you see tires, you see, you know, there's the hood from the car, stuff like that, but it blends better. And like I said, it just seemed like they just ran out of ideas with what to do with the parts. Yeah, I felt the whole, for me, it was, I tried watching it, and I know a lot of people are passionate about it, and I understand in later seasons, the story gets really in-depth and very good. Yeah, I couldn't make it into it for a few reasons. One, the animation. And I remember back in the day trying to watch it, and the animation just completely turning me off. And I know a lot of people will defend that, saying that, well, it was the early days of CG. And that was my problem was I didn't think CG was to a point yet where you should make a whole series or movie out of it. Right. It, just, it, was, it wasn't there. You're trying right. to use a technology that hasn't matured to the point where it's viable yet. Like the people that are doing the work are still kind of learning it as they're going along. Right. It just hadn't got there. Today, it's not a problem. But back then, it was like, yeah, I think maybe you should try sticking with traditional animation on this for a year or two before, until maybe it was in the right spot. Two... Like you said, I found the voice acting a little over the top for me. Like Gary, no, is it Gary Chalk? Is that his name? Gary, Gary Chalk, Chalk is uh, Optimus Primal. Primal, yeah. And then um, I forget who voiced Megatron. He's also a very uh, prominent voice actor. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they're both, they've also been involved, both been involved in Transformers for a long time. Like, I was, I was willing to give it a try because it was a new take. You know, unlike G1 where it was just really like repaints on old characters yeah this was a new storyline this was you know new characters you know so they weren't trying to rewrite what i already knew yeah and i understand that the story gets much better once in season two i think as they start tying it back into g1 well i'll see and and that's why i had to split this because the second half of that beast machines i actually enjoyed okay so okay. Uh, that's david hey uh, that was his name Okay. David K. was right. Trump. But yeah, I just I didn't get into the whole yes thing. Yeah, exactly. It felt silly and I don't know. It, like, it, 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 it doesn't sound like someone that would, you know, you would follow. I yeah. don't know. And like, like I said, you know, was larger. if you grew up on Beast Wars and it's your jam, more power to you. I, I wish I could see it, what you see. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I gave it a try. I desperately wanted to be into it. Like I said, those toys came out, and I bought a bunch of them, and they just didn't do it for me. Yep, that was my last one. That don't like too. You have some stuff in the middle, maybe. I do. I, I have too much about it. Either one way or the other. Yeah, there was. Um, well, I, I still see these like every time I go to Target or somewhere. There's a Cyberverse. Yeah. yeah. Now, and the reason this is on my indifferent is because I honestly don't know a lot about it. Kid you know, friendly, they, line, right? <laughs> they um tried to recapture some G1 characters like they put out like these little shark decons and you know you see I actually have the shark decon back. I got, I got it on clearance. Well, that was the first shark decon that came out. You know, so I oh no, I'm sorry. That not the shark decon. That was the first uh I think they had a Quintesson or something too, didn't they? Oh, the Quintesson was from Earthrise. They, but they also they did do a Quintesson. It's like, it was a multi-pack with the Quintesson, Hot Rod, I think, and three Shark Tons. I got it on clearance at Target. The Shark Tons are Was that a Cyberverse thing? Yeah. 
Okay, that, that's what I thought. I think yeah, that, that was that. Really came I, mean, you, I, I think, think you're right. right. I think actually, actually that, that did come up before the uh, Earthrise one. Oh, it did. I think you're right. I, I almost bought it for that reason, and then I found out that the Earthrise one was coming out, and that you know made me wait. So I just don't know enough about the story, but I know they tried to rehash a lot of older characters. Um, it, I could tell by the way the art style was done that it was definitely for younger kids. Yeah. yeah. It's, I've heard the storyline actually gets really good as the series progresses. Um, I need to go back and try to watch it again. It's also on my ambivalent list. Because um, I tried watching it, and the first ten minutes is like Bumblebee just running around acting like a complete jackass. And annoying as hell. And I was like, there's something wrong. I, from what I got gathered, there was like something wrong with him or whatever. And Windblade's trying to get a word with him. And he just keeps driving around making noises. And it was just very juvenile. I was like, no, I don't think this is geared to me. <laughs> All right. I, I just added one to the list that I just thought of. But... All right. Um, um, also, go ahead. Yeah, yeah just, just like that with the uh, kids geared stuff. I haven't watched the uh, Bot Bot series that came out either. And I, oh, God, I, I, I forgot feel, about that. I feel, I feel like, like I'm not the target audience, so I'm just going to leave it where it is for children. <laughs> yeah. Well, as Darren asked before, you know, are, is the old McDonald's Happy Meal toys canon yep and i'm like not yet <laughs> getting closer and, and i'll say the same thing with the uh the prime wars trilogy i didn't watch either the uh combiner wars titans return power of the primes uh it's from the same animation studio i believe that did the netflix trilogy rooster teeth right but and i think so, uh, uh M- M- machinima yeah, Machinima, Machinima, and uh, I, I, I don't know that I could get past the guy from the Honest Trailers being the voice of Optimus Prime. Ooh, okay. So that's going to be a hard sell for me. I haven't tried to watch it. I will maybe give it a chance someday, but that's going to be really tough for me to get past. <laughs> um, also on my Take It or Leave It list, uh, Robots in Disguise. Which, Which one? one? There were uh, two. There were two? There was 2001 and 2015. Um, this is the 2000 to 2001 version. I do not know that one. That is on my, I don't know it, so it's not your list. Yeah, that, that's, uh, let's see, Optimus Prime was a fire truck. He was a partial combiner with Ultra Magnus, who was still a car carrier. Interesting. Again, I bought all the toys. Okay. Well, not all the toys, I bought the Autobots. I got, the, I bought the Prime, who I eventually gave to a friend of mine who was a firefighter. Um... The Ultra Magnus, I think I ended up selling, and I still have three three of the Autobot cars still on card. I don't know if there was a story attached to it. I, I honestly don't know a lot about it. So that's why I don't want to make a comment on whether it was good or bad, because I'm just uninformed. Yeah, yeah actually, actually, I have both R.I.D. Robots in Disguise 2001 and 2015 on my ambivalent list. I'm mean, not familiar I, with the second one. I started watching the 2015 series when it was on, I think, maybe Netflix or something. I watched a couple of episodes. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just okay. It was just okay. kind of there. They, they tried to do some different directions with it. Some worked, some didn't. Um, I, I really can't speak harshly about it, but I can't praise it either. It's just, it was okay. Okay. Um, lastly, on my yeah list, uh, Transformers Animated. Okay. Coming fresh off of Transformers Prime, so they were still using Bulkhead 
and a few other characters. It, it was almost like it was the next season. Like, didn't, isn't, isn't that backwards? backwards? Didn't animated come first? I, I don't think so. I'll remember, I remember I was watching Prime, and then it went to... Uh, no, animated, animated was 2007. It predates Prime, Prime by quite a few years. years. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else then. What happened right after Transformers Prime? Uh, <laughs> I, I think like I said, they were they were still using bulkhead. They were still using I like think, Bumblebee, not you know, not being able to talk. So it was sort of affected by the Bayverse. I'm not, not sure, sure what followed that. I know uh, the Robots in the Sky 2015 was after Prime ended. Okay, that, that might have been the next. No, one. I don't know if there was one in between. between. I will take that off my list then, because that's obviously not what I'm thinking of. But I, like I said, I just remember you know watching Transformers Prime, and then like the next season started, and the animation was different, and the characters were different, and like this was, I hadn't heard of a new series. It seemed like it was some continuation from I the one series. But... <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I could see, see that, that being jarring. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah animated, animated, actually, both had debuted on animated. Okay, well, what the hell am I thinking of then? Not, Not sure. sure. Okay, well, we'll skip that. Um, yeah, yeah, the last on my kind of disregard uh, the last. <laughs> yeah, the last on my end of the list was the uh, Unicron trilogy: Armada, Energon, Cybertron. Okay, and that's another set where I tried watching those last year. I think it was on Tubi or something. Mm-hmm. And I got through a couple of episodes, and it's not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. It's way too um, Eastern animation influenced. Okay. It's very Japanese. Okay. And it's for the same reason I didn't get into the uh, offshoots of G1, Headmasters and Victory. Because they just get very Japanese anime TV series, which isn't really my jam. I mean, you know, from my conversations with Phil, I do like some anime like Cowboy Bebop or Trigun. But generally, those things tend to be a little more over the top than I like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's not a, that's, that's not a criticism of it. It's just a, that's not how I lean. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good segue actually, because um, that one happens to be the Unicorn trilogy is on my I like it list, but barely. <laughs> you know? And part of that has to do with the video game that came out in uh, 2004 for PS2. Like there was sort of a Transformers drought yeah. up until that point. Um, I kind of liked the Optimus Prime redesign. Um, the, the whole Minicon thing was, was kind of a good twist. And I think, the, the, I mean, the fact that it was Unicron alone, I think, is kind of what... No. Yeah. That's what drew you, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> I, surprisingly, I never bought the Unicron figure from that series. I mean, granted, at the time, it was the only thing that existed. But I looked at it and I just went, eh. Because again, I'm thinking of, you know, the G1 movie. Yeah. And it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't to me a good representation. But it was new enough that it wasn't trying to, again, rewrite what I knew. And like I said the mini con aspect of it was was a new was a new twist. The video game was actually really fun. And that's where uh, Darren heard Crumple Zone for the first time. <laughs> and to this day, he just that, that's a fond memory of, of his. Nice. So, yeah, Unicron Trilogy, specifically the Armada portion of it, because Energon, I think, was just 
I don't want to say repaints. You know, they added some clear plastic in some places okay. to make it look like it was lighting up. You know. So, are, are you talking, talking the cartoon or are you talking the toys? toys. Okay. The toys mostly. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, um, I don't think I ever watched anything from the Unicron trilogy as far as a cartoon goes. Yeah, yes, you know, honestly, I don't have a lot of experience with the toy lines before a couple of years ago because I just stopped collecting Transformers, stopped even thinking about Transformers for a few decades, and then suddenly I found out there's this thing called Masterpiece Transformers, oh. and oh boy, did that ignite something. I went from having like three to having way more than I should. <laughs> you should have them all, Mark. Oh, don't tell me. So, yeah, I, I actually think I would also throw in one last one on the no opinion or ambivalent, simply oh, okay. because it goes back and forth depending on the continuity and what it is. The IDW comics. There's that some storylines that are... Too. What's that? That was a weird one for me, too. Like, I, I actually have an opinion, so I didn't necessarily want to put it on the don't care one way or the other side. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not so much for me don't care it's so, or so much as that for every good one, there's a bad one. And they right. kind of end up each other out. So I find it kind of in the middle. Like some storylines are really good, and some are really like, what the hell? I recently yeah. read Last Stand of the Wreckers, which was fantastic. Okay. And then I read some other ones that were just like, huh? There, there was one thing in uh, within the last year that kind of threw me off because again, it was it was sort of tapping into. You know your knowledge of G one as far as who these characters were, but then Cyclonus was there. <laughs> okay, and it was supposed to be a like before they came to Earth. This is back on Cybertron when you know they were having the power struggle, and unless I missed an issue where he time traveled or something, like it was just this isn't right. Well, that's, that's how, how they ran it in the G one Marvel comics too, wasn't it? I mean, they weren't like heralds of the Unicron. Uh, that sounds right. They were just allied with Galvatron, who still had kind of the same backstory. Okay. Well, again, with G1, like Galvatron, or, um, Cyclonus was created, you know, out of Thundercracker or Bombshell or whoever you want to say he was. Oh, the day rage is on that one. Yeah. So anyway, so the IDW, like I said, I, I didn't want to put it into the don't care one way or the other because I did have some strong feelings. I mean, it, it was the stories were, were good. The art was good. Um, but like you said, there, there were like for every good one, there, there was there was some stinkers in there, too. Yeah, they just, it ended up being in the middle because of that. Yeah. OK, no, I can buy that. I'm, I'm going to shift that one over just for future reference. All right. <laughs> How about things you like, Gary? Well, um, we'll start. I, I think I already mentioned Beast Machines. Yeah, which, which I've not as seen. As being a, something I liked. Um, again, they went back to Cybertron. There were existing characters already on the planet, you know, that were a little more mechanized, and they they became more robotic. Yeah, which. Again, they tied it into the old G1 series. You know, Optimus Prime and Megatron were entities. Um, was optimal, op, optimal Optimus became a thing once they found Optimus Prime's carcass, basically. 
and took his spark. Same thing with Megatron. He, you know, Megatron spark, he became, you know, Transmetal Dragon or whatever the heck it was. So there was the tie-in. But like I said, it's on my I like it list, but it's low. Okay. Okay. So again, I, I bought the toys. I still have what is that, Cheetor over there? Or no, that's Tankor. Yeah, I think I got a little lazy with the naming at that point, but Tankor, Cheetor, Tigertron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Rat, Rat trap. trap. That's, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. But again, there's still Black Rachnia. So anyway, that, that was like the saving grace of the entire series there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think uh, the first entry for me under like mine are generally in no particular order, but uh, animated falls there for me. Okay. I watched all three seasons of it recently. I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. It kind of reinvented the series in a fun way. I think my only big problem with it is it's my least favorite incarnation of Optimus Prime. Yeah, I didn't care for the art styling on that. Just... It's, well, not, not just, just the art style, style, his attitude that he's leading the crew of rejects. He's not like a strong, powerful leader. He washed out of the Academy and this and that. And It's like Optimus Prime is kind of like a blowhard who can't get anybody to do anything. Oh, okay. Well, not, not a blowhard. Not, not a blowhard. There's another character that's a blowhard. Optimus Prime is just kind of like the most ineffectual leader I've ever seen. Okay. It, it, it seems, seems like, like there's too, too much, much of him whining that nobody does what he says. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I never really watched that one. But um, um, other than that, the, the characterization of the Decepticons was great. Um, I, I like, in particular, like Blitzwing, who is a triple changer with three personalities. Oh, wow. And so the first one's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I smash things, Austrian accent. Tank, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah he, he, he does, does the Arnold thing and talks like that. And, and then, then you've got, got another one that has a monocle and talks like a German mad scientist, and he's like the smart one. Yeah. And then the third one is the best way I can describe it is if Gurr from Invader Zim were a Transformer. Oh, jeez. And so oh. it, it's, it's a fun take on the character. Starscream's a good take on that character. Megatron's menacing. I mean, the, the, the detractors from your Prime's kind of uninteresting, and the little human girl in the first season just screams at the top of her lungs way too much. So it's a little too, like, that Nickelodeon cartoon there or something. But, um, I'm going to have to check that out, though. Other than that, it was actually a solid storyline. I enjoyed it. The reimagining of some of the characters worked really well. Okay. Well, not too far off from that. I'm going to go with uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. Haven't seen it. Okay. Um, <laughs> again, sort of kids animation. Um, the reason I, I, I want to say I accepted this one was because, again, they were not trying to rewrite what I already knew. This was, you know, basically three unimprinted Autobots that were part of a rescue squad that ended up on Earth you know, took on Earth forms, you know, it was sort of, they were affiliated with, but not really part of the G1 grouping. Okay. Now, later seasons, they brought in Bumblebee, they brought in Optimus Prime. Um, and part of this had to do with the fact that at the time, my son was at that age where I was going to try to get him into Transformers. So this was the gateway in. So we watched this together. So there is sort of an emotional tie to it. Um, animation, not great. You know, it had some uh, some video game or phone game tie-in that my you know son played. You know, so I tried to 
you know, any, any opportunity I had, I tried to, I don't want to say shove it down his throat, but, you know, <laughs> here's yeah. more Transformer stuff. Here's more Transformer stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't take as much as I thought it would. But so Rescue Bots makes my I like it list, but probably not for the right reasons. Uh, I think the lowest one after animated for my list is uh, surprisingly to some, I'm sure, the G1 cartoon. You know what? I, I'm not going to crucify you for that. Well, and well, I, it's I think iconic. I know where, why you're going to put it where you did. Because, because as, as I've already said, nostalgia doesn't generally color my decisions. And while I have fond memories of it, and I grew up on it, and Peter Cullen's voice as Optimus Prime is very important to me emotionally. <laughs> um, I rewatched it recently. They're hard to rewatch. Or tried to. I, I stalled in the beginning of season three. I can't do it. That's that's where I that's where we kind of petered out too. Yeah, I flipped forward and watched um, Call of the Primitives because the animation on that was freaking fantastic. I'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the, the episode, episode where... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize there were that many episodes in Season 3. Yeah, yeah that's, that's where like, the Dinobots, the Terracons, the Predacons all get pulled to another world by some evolutionary-type being. And jeez. Oh, and it's, they couldn't get their... I think Sunmo didn't do the animation. They hired an anime studio to do it because there was a conflict or something. I don't remember the exact story. But the animation in that episode is so much better than... Anything, in, especially in season three, where the animation was done by I think it was Acom, yeah, are just so awful. Most of those episodes have it's just like a comedy of animation errors. So yeah, I I just couldn't get back into it, unfortunately. The same character showing up in different sizes in the same scene. Oh yeah, same character repeated three times in the same scene. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all right. Um. Also on my I like it list, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put the Prime Wars trilogy on my I like it list. Okay. Um, I think part of it had to do with the way it was broadcast. I actually had to like put effort into being able to watch this, and it was the first. I don't want to say that the, the, the first series that I had seen that was in that animation style, and the fact that it started out with a combiner fight, and. Mark Hamill had a, a bit of a uh, voiceover in the end of the last season, I think, as Whoa. Megatronus. Color me interested. Yeah. That okay. was in Power of the Primes. And another part of it, that's when they put out the Transformers trading card game. So there were tie-ins between the card game and that series. So nice. the Combiner Wars, Titans Return, and Power of the Primes, there are corresponding card sets that went with those. Although I'm looking at Siege, which was part of War for Cybertron trilogy too. So you're, you're saying, saying I should maybe give, give the Prime Wars trilogy another shot? Prime Wars trilogy wasn't bad. It, it, it had it had uh, especially the uh, Combiner Wars portion of it. So, so I, I, should I should try, try to get, get past the honest trailers guy. guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't 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 put it at the top of your list. But if you ran out of stuff to watch and. I'm pretty, pretty much, much out of stuff, stuff to watch, so yeah, I'll put okay. it on there. Yeah, I, I, I give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say, say next on mine is uh, the G1 movie, which I still actually enjoy watching. Um, and it's not on this list because of nostalgia, like the actual G1 series is. Um, I, 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 I like the movie still. I, I, oh, I do. I, I enjoy watch watching it. Here, if not more frequently, depending what kind of free time I have. Yeah, I actually was disappointed we went back to I Love Frank Walker. But I was disappointed when we went back to him in season three because I thought Leonard Nimoy was amazing. 
Yeah, no, he was. Absolutely loved, loved it. it. So I, uh, I, this is almost embarrassing to say, but when I watch that movie, still, when when Hot Rod opens the Matrix and the music kicks in, I will still get goosebumps every single time. You start singing, you got the touch. Yeah, and you you hear Optimus's voice, you know. Rise, Rodimus Prime. I'm goosebumped. My legs are goosebumping right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> All yeah. right. Just, just, just talking about the scene, it's, it's, the hairs are standing on my arms and legs. All right. Um, honestly, I had kind of lumped that movie in with the series, but you've made some very uh, good arguments that they are not one in the same. All right. Um, let's see. I got that on my list twice here. I am going to go with the Dreamwave version of the comics. Oh, I forgot about Dreamwave. I love Pat Lee's artwork. Yes, and, and that is a good part part of the reason. I honestly cannot tell you that I remember anything about the story, but I loved the art. Oh. I have posters from, from that era. The most iconic thing I remember, I remember is that two-page spread of Devastator yes. riding out of San Francisco Bay. Yes. Um, I think I actually have that somewhere around here. But yeah, no, I, I love the artwork on that. I, me- I remember walking to a comic shop and seeing that for the first time and buying up whatever they had. Yeah, and I love that he made it so he could see the, the art and the coloring himself. Yeah. And so he colored his own work as, as he usually does in his, his stuff. But I love that it looked like animation. It did. And that they looked like still frames from a cell or something. And I was like, this is what G1 could look like. Right. Yeah, no, they, they stayed true to, you know, the coloring and the shaping and everything else. And you recognize the characters. You didn't, you know, there was no guesswork. Um, and then Dreamwave went out of business. They went bankrupt. But it just, just looked so much cooler than the old cartoon. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think one of the posters I have is the uh, the solo Optimus Prime white background. It's, it's a fairly common image. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like the, the only story beat I remember is... Uh, the Constructicons fighting the Dinobots and getting knocked into the ocean in Alaska. And then, like, hours later, Devastator comes out of San Francisco Bay. (laughs) I do remember that. Like I said, I mean, you're you're sparking memories, but like I said, I could not tell you if it was a dream, dream wave rendition or an, you know, a really old IDW. I didn't realize IDW had it that long. Yeah, they had it for a long time. 2005 to 22. That's That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, uh, next, next up for me, I'm going to say Bumblebee. Okay. I liked the movie a lot. I mean, I granted it was basically the Iron Giant with Bumblebee. Yeah. It was very similar to that concept. But the problem with that movie where I know it falls apart for some, probably yourself included, is that when Travis Knight started making it, Paramount was forcing him to tie it into the papers. And then somewhere along the line, they decided it could be a soft reboot instead. Right. And so some things like Bumblebee turning into a Camaro at the end were because it was supposed to hook up into the Bavers continuity as a prequel to it. And then at the end, they basically told him, well, no, you can maybe do more stuff and don't have to tie it into the uh, base stuff so hard. And so I understand like the last thing he did was gather up some budget and all those Cybertron scenes, which were very G1 with all the CG animated Cybertronian battles, that happened, I think, the first five minutes of the movie and another five-minute segment in the middle. He did those as a last-ditch effort to try to get it as G1 as he could. Yeah, so so to me, that movie with the whole Camaro tied in, that was like, 
I don't know, finding like part of a rat tail at the bottom of your, your dinner after you ate the meal. Yeah, yeah so, so the, the way, way he intended it was to think if Bumblebee had stayed a Volkswagen through the end when he meets with Optimus, how would you have felt about it? It would not have uh, tainted yeah. as much. And I mean, he had other plans that they cut him on budget because this was also coming after The Last Night, which was a colossal failure. And right. spent, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars for not the return they were looking for. So his budget was cut down between 60 and 100 million. Oh, jeez. So he was very low budget on it as well, which is why there's a smaller cast. It's not an ensemble cast like most of us want out of a Transformers movie. It was a proof of concept of moving right. forward without Michael Bay. Yeah. And so... so uh, the Decepticons like, were sort of threw me off, like like the Blitzwing. Yeah. Looked like, okay, Blitzwing's supposed to be a triple changer that definitely looked like Starscream coloring. Yeah. But you can't kill off someone as high profile as Starscream you know, at the beginning of a film, because then you lose them for any sequels. Right, but, but in its favor, Bumblebee's a Volkswagen. Those Cybertron right. scenes are just everything I've ever wanted out of a Transformers movie in the big screen. Everything there is perfect. Um, the villains, Dropkick and Shatter, despite not being common Decepticons I know from childhood, were actually well-characterized. Oh, yeah. I felt like in 30 seconds, those two had more character development than any Decepticon in 5A films. I agree. And I just love the, 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 you know, repartee between the two of them when they're meeting the humans for the first time. The, what are you doing? Just shut up and kneel. Oh, this is humiliating. It's like, I love the way they pop. It's like they had personalities. Plus, that is one of my favorite lines from John Cena in a Transformers movie. Seriously, they call themselves Decepticons? This isn't a red flag for anyone? That was funny. That was, I mean, despite it came the fact that it came from Cena... It was, I don't know, and I guess having watched, you know, pro wrestling for as long as I did, you know, if, if, if you don't have the wrestling background and he's just a, a muscle head on the screen, I, I, I probably landed a lot better. You, you know, know what? what? I, I don't, don't have, have a wrestling, wrestling background, background at all. I can't stand professional wrestling. wrestling. I love John Cena. I think he's, he's over the top fun. Oh, yeah. He's I, one I of those guys that doesn't take himself too seriously. I mean, I, I love him. He's, I think he does great. He's at his best when he's going over the top and being silly. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, kind of like Wayne Johnson. Johnson. Too seriously, and he found his niche. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like Bumblebee as much for what it was as for what it could have been. All right. Well, speaking of those uh, Transformers Cybertron scenes from Bumblebee, on my love it list is the uh, Fall slash War for Cybertron video games. Amen. Especially the cutscenes, man. If I could have a movie, animated or not, that looked like that, I would never leave the house. And I think about the only thing I didn't like about that series was um, Fred Tashiura's uh, Megatron. His voice didn't really resonate for me. But other than that, everything was great. When, when we listed off our 10 favorite Transformers moments uh, back, I think it was like the first episode you and I did together, the trailer for one of those games, I think, made it into my top ten. Oh, yeah, the trailers are amazing. Pucifer's Humbling River was playing, and just that the, the portions of those cutscenes that they used was breathtaking. I, I remember I got that game, I ordered it by mail right after I had gotten divorced and moved into my own, my first apartment I've ever had by myself. Okay. 
And I remember popping into my PlayStation, and it came up, and the voice announced High Moon Studios in like a perfect imitation of the announcer from the original G1 cartoon. Nice. And then the High Moon Studios logo does the transforming sound effect and turns into Cybertron. Right. And I remember just sitting there going, I have chills up my spine, just like you were saying recently. I'm like, I, I feel chills up my back. This is going to be something special. I know it. That, that is still the wallpaper on my PS3 when you turn it on. Oh, was, wow. Was, and I think I bought that game. There's the online component, that, and I suck at those kind of games. I loved it anyway. I played yeah. the hell out of the deathmatch. I don't even like I got, multiplayer. I got picked on... Merciful, mercifully, mercifully, merciful. Thank you. That one. Yeah, like because like I I just couldn't control like running and aiming at the same time and just because I I veered off of those style of games. Yeah, a long time ago. But you, you know, know I, I I don't like online multiplayer play it so desperately, but I was so bad at it. I I don't, I don't like online multiplayer, multiplayer at all, and I played the hell out of the death matches because. It's, it's a third-person third running gun shooter, sure, but when you throw in the ability to transform, mm-hmm. it really adds a dimension. Like, I'm running down the hallway, somebody's chasing me, shooting at me, I get outside, I turn into a jet, streak upwards, come straight back down, and missile them into oblivion. Yeah. And then they come out the door, I just left, I'm like, this is amazing. I think I got, like, the Shockwave exclusive and stuff like that, so, I mean, like, I dumped money into that right off the bat, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be so good, and I was not. <laughs> the creative character function was a lot of fun. I mean, I know it was just parts of other characters already in the game from their models with being able to custom color it, but it was a blast. Yeah, those, those games are on my list, too. I think we've discussed it enough. I don't have to go into it. All right. Um, that both of those were amazing. Love them. So I've got uh, two, possibly four more. I've got two more. Okay, well, let me cover the ones that you already talked about, then. Uh Transformers the movie, like I said, I had kind of lumped that in with the series, and we've already covered it. Yep. Transformers the movie, possibly my favorite film of all time. Wow, that's high praise. Um, at least definitely of that genre. I know Bloodsport is up there, Strange Brew, but Transformers the movie definitely in my my short list. You know, they're in my five. Yozer. Yeah. And <laughs> the Transformers eighty eighty four series definitely just mostly nostalgia, but like you said. It is hard to rewatch at this point. Yeah. So, all right. So I am down to two, and I have a feeling they're probably the same two. <laughs> uh, my second from the top is G1 Marvel. Yep. Yep. Uh, I recently went back and reread the digital copies that I bought off Google Books, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I was actually thrilled. I got to the last volume, and it had. Uh, very nice, Gary's holding up a copy of a very iconic Transformers cover with a Shockwave, which is The only amazing. graded book I have is issue number five. Issue number five is iconic. I love that cover. Which oh. is a small small version of the poster you made for me. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I reread the entire run lately, and I have to say, it, the characterizations aren't as good as I had thought I remembered. Okay, but, but they, they still beat the crap out of the G one cartoon and give the characters a lot more personality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just certain things that I love because of that comic book. I have masterpiece skids because of that comic book. He showed up in one scene of one episode in the cartoon. He actually had a pretty good run 
in, in the, the comic, comic books, books where he was oh, yeah, he was centerpiece for like five five issues or something. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah where he ends up staying with that human woman and they develop a relationship, and it's actually very right. interesting. Um, likewise, I love Ratchet because of that comic. Oh, Ratchet got quite a run there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Ratchet, where he's infiltrating the Ark to try to help the Autobots after everybody's been taken captive by the Decepticons. It's basically Die Hard, except instead of a street savvy cop, it's a medic who doesn't know how to fight. Right. I mean, that's yeah, just... no, that was fantastic. And, and that's what we had talked before about um, cartoon, like our cartoon character discussion that we had. Um, I think a lot of the impressions I had, a lot of Transformers came out of the comics rather than the shows. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, mean, I didn't pick a lot of these characters for like my favorite cartoon characters because my love for them came out of the books rather than TV. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, the, the comics, comics predated the TV series by quite some time, as did the toys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, as most... we mentioned in that first, uh, was it the, well, the, well, we said, was it the Ratchet and Ironhide looked like the toy incarnations in the first, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the first, first issue, issue things, things look different. different. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, Braun has claws for hands, you know, it's just, everybody right. looks like the toys. You know, there, there's something that, uh, Darren and Matt discussed when they were talking about, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. If I don't remember the actual issue or issue episode number, if you want to go back, but part of the reason that people were getting so upset with Star Wars is that they were rewriting, you know, what you, what you knew. And it had to do with the toys because we had toys of all these characters and we wrote our own stories with these figures. You know, we decided who they were. Right. You know, we, you know, so, so then years down the road, when they tell us it's something else, that's probably why it clashes. That might be part of the reason I have a hard time, you know, allowing some of these other things in just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, I, I, I get, get that. that. And like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not restrained by that, but I totally understand people that are. Yeah. I, I get that, you know, memories, memories are powerful, man. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that uh, Bob Yansky was the father of Transformers as we know them. Yeah, and he had, like, what, like a day and a half or something to throw all that stuff together for the presentation? He came up with all the names. He came up with the personalities for the bio cards. Everything we know of Transformers comes from him and his work with the, you know, the toys in the Marvel comics. Yeah, they gave him a box of toys and said, here. So, Yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, yeah we're, we're aligned on that one, which means I know we're aligned on our number one favorite, as I figured we would be. Speaking of reimaginings, Gary. Yeah, uh, Transformers Prime. One that Gary actually likes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, and, and for, again, we have Bumblebee as a Camaro, and I'm okay with it. And Prime, let's face it, looks very much like a Babers Prime. And they, they even worked in sort of a Nemesis Prime into the series. Yes, with uh, Silas. Yes, that that was a good take where you actually had a, a human squad of mercenaries, you yeah. know, that were sort of the nemesis. I would say not necessarily the nemesis because the Decepticons were there. Uh, their their take on Unicron, I thought, was a good twist. I, I, I love, love their, their take, take on Starscream as well. He was probably the most effective incarnation of that character I've seen. Dark Energon was was a nice add. Yeah, I mean, I, I like especially the way it worked in at the end of, with, uh, you know, was it Black Arachnia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, 
Oh, no, Arachnid. Arachnid. Sorry, Arachnid. Arachnid, yeah. So Different the Terracons that kind of, there was, there was a, like, vampires of sorts at the, at the very end. And probably my favorite incarnation of one of my favorite Transformers, Soundwave. The that big, one took me a little while. The big, but I tall, creepy, silent Soundwave. And that one also took the uh, angle from the IDW comics that we were talking about and the Prime or, uh, sorry, not Prime, the uh, War for Cybertron on Netflix, yeah. where Megatron was a freedom fighter that went wrong. Yeah, the, the, the was where, uh, what, Prime lost his memory and he was back to, like, Orion Pack stage? Yeah. And, and Meg- thought him and Megatron were still friends. And- Megatron, a.k.a. Megatronus, was like a brother to him who betrayed him by going too far. Right. And Soundwave was also a pit-fighting gladiator. Which one of my all-time favorite scenes in that show is when Arachnid tries to take over when Megatron's missing and says that they're withdrawing from Earth, and Soundwave just steps up silently, stands in her way, doesn't do a thing. She runs up to try to attack him, and he just wipes the freaking floor with her. Or what was this one scene? They they captured him, so he short-circuited himself. Yeah. He just shorted himself out just so he was basically useless at that point. As yeah, far as to keep them from getting any useful information from him. And not only uh, and on the other side of that. And do you, you remember, remember the line he had before he shorted himself? The one line he had in the entire series. No, I don't remember. Soundwave superior, Autobots inferior. Autobots inferior, okay. <laughs> and it was, it was, I, I can take on Wheeljack too. Yeah, I like Wheeljack as a badass warrior. Same yeah, with RC. I like RC being, you know, a, a really hard case warrior instead of just running around being a human kid's mommy. Right. Which, Which let's face it, G1, that's all she is. She's Daniel's mommy. Yeah. And honestly, you don't really see a lot of her, you know, which is, if that's all she is, that, that's fine. But yeah. yeah. I was using that. <laughs> <laughs> ratchet every time one of his tools gets destroyed oh yeah and, um jeffrey combs's ratchet was fantastic as well yeah actually yeah, had a, yeah, I have a voice cast there. Had a smaller smaller ensemble so they could do more with them yeah you you, you had, had more characters than some other incarnations like bumblebee but you had enough restraint that every character got their own story arcs and got developed and who was was it hot rod that they brought in uh, uh no, no smokescreen Smokescreen. That smokescreen was great. Uh, the other key. Yes. That was. That was it. Okay. <laughs> he was oh, the key. God. Yeah, I forgot about that one, where he had the. Uh, was it the hammer of Solus Prime? Yeah, yeah the Forge, Forge of Solus Prime, Prime was great. I, I love the. Uh, I mean, then like I said, the voice cast. You've got you know Peter Cullen, of course, reprising. You've got Jeffrey Combs' Ratchet. You know, well-known B movie actor. Yeah. Frank Welker's probably I think his best work is Megatron. I mean, he's got the same edge of Megatron he always had, but he mixed a little of the, I think, the menace of Hugo weaving into it. Okay. And I, I think that worked really well. <laughs> um, it, it reminded me of one of the scenes, kind of near the end of the series, where uh, you know, you're into Unicron, Megatron's defeated, and Unicron sort of revives him by sort of kind of merging with him. Yeah. And Smokescreen's big thing, like, we go, Me- Megatron, or... <laughs> Unitron, like, like they're like, that's what you're worried about? Like, like what are we going to call it? Yeah, but then you've got also uh, Ernie Hudson, who was brilliant on that as Agent Follower. I thought he was oh, hilarious. Yeah, 
that was one thing. Like the, the human interaction actually meant something. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, like the, the kids, kids in that, that show. show. Yeah, and, and, uh, and again with um, oh, Miko in the Apex armor. Come on. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I mean, and then, then you've got all the voices like um, Adam Baldwin and Gina Torres from uh, Firefly. You've got um, Tony Todd as Dreadwing. Dreadwing was a good character. Dreadwing was an excellent character. You've got Nolan North as Smokescreen, Robert Forster as the Human General that Fowler reports to. You've got Clancy Brown as the head of the human organization talking about Mech. I mean, there's a wonderful voice cast and a great cameo by George Takei as uh, Alpha Trion. Yes. <laughs> yes. I forgot that was him. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's outstanding. I mean, it was definitely a like a, a reimagining where they did, like I said, they, they sprinkled a little bit of Avers in there, you know, a little bit of character redesign, but you knew the characters, you, even though some of them were different. It was not not in a bad way that, and then they got into what was the uh, the Predaking storyline oh the, 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 yeah like the, the predacons were ancient creatures from cybertron they were resurrecting through cloning right which brings me to the other thing i love that they made the transformers more biological machines than just machines yes like because they address like the biology of their mechanics which, which is kind of like fun. Their, transform, their transformation cog yeah and, and that was a biological thing yeah you have to have a matching donor you can't just grab one from somebody else <laughs> Yeah, and all the what the Starscream clones. Oh, the Starscream clones, clones were great. Um, yeah, yeah so, well, I mean that show was uh, developed by Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, who wrote should have faced me as a beast. Who yeah, wrote, yeah who wrote the first Transformers film and co-wrote the second one. And the way I understand it is they were kind of getting upset with the direction Bay was taking it. So they pitched it to Hasbro and said, "Hey, we want to do this instead." So I think the uh, Prime was kind of like what they envisioned that series being instead of what oh it ended God, up can being. Can you imagine? Yeah. If the Bayverse movies would have been just live-action Transformers Prime? That's, that's, kind, that's kind of why I liked uh, Dark of the Moon over the other five films. I felt like maybe somebody from Paramount or Hasbro was on set at the time while it was filming, and every time he tried to go over the top, he said, Mike, no. No. <laughs> maybe he had a roll-up newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> the squirt bottle is no, 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 Mike, no. Down, down, down. Bad Bay, Bad Bay. All right. Badly now. All right. Yeah. No. So I, I, I was not expecting this. We, we, we. Just so everyone knows, we did not uh, check with each other ahead of time. You know, to see how our lists matched up, and honestly, they were fairly similar. Yeah, um, we, we were pretty, pretty much in line there. there. I'm going to say, uh, you know, thanks to everybody out there for listening to us talk about Transformers. I know it's something you and I love doing and could fill a lot of time with. And to those that don't like Transformers, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, do you have anything else on Transformers? I, I, I know you've got tickets for the, uh, the con out in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going in March to uh, get autographs from Frank Welker and Peter Cullen while I still can. I mean, they're not getting any younger. Right. So uh, I still haven't pulled the trigger on that yet, and I want to, but my wife wants to turn it into an actual Vegas trip, and I don't want that part of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, Vegas is hit and miss for me, so. <laughs> yeah. Some, Some of the shows, shows are fun. fun. I, will I will give it that. that. 
So, uh, yeah. And we've, we've talked in the past about, you know, going to comic cons or things like that. And she's like, well, I'll read a book, you know, cause she's not interested about anything inside the building. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay admission to have you sit there and read. Yeah. Like, just stay home or something, or let me go by myself or go with somebody else or something. I get, I get that. that. She wants the trip anyway. All right. Um, well, uh, coming up in, let's see, November, I guess that would be the, the next month. Uh, that's uh, Panel Scanner's holiday show. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. Um, that's always fun because uh, December we usually do our end of the year awards, so we have to celebrate Christmas early. So yeah. we will probably have uh, some Christmassy type stuff, uh, our staple of what's under the tree. Uh, where right. we, Hopefully uh, it'll, it'll be less painful than last year when I review the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, Oh, I oh, I think I'm up this year for something. <laughs> I gotta find something Christmassy to talk about. I know, I know you're, you're so into Christmas, Christmas films, Gary. Oh yeah. Oh, there, there's an. I, I, did you see the? Uh, uh, what's the new trailer? Um, oh, it's just great radio here. Not radio. Audio medium. Uh, uh, he was in uh, Strangest Stranger Things. Harbor, David Harbor. David Harbor, Harbor. The, the, the thing, thing, the guy, the guy with, with the thing, thing the stuff, and the things. Exactly, he's, uh, he's Santa Claus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, I, beans? No, what is it called? I um, haven't seen the trailers for it. I've seen little okay. ads for it here and there. It's. I, I thought it, it was going to be a horror film. It's actually looking like a comedy, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so well, um, it can't be worse than the Hellboy reboot. So I'm hoping. For, I like David Harbor. I want to see him be in good stuff like Stranger Things. And yeah. Black Widow, he was great in that. That was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, like I said, we're just going to forget about the Hellboy reboot. That could uh, not exist as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Violent Night, that's what it's called. Violent Night. I was close. Seasons of Beatings, Violent Night. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, with that in mind, again, uh, join us next month for our holiday special. Uh, if Mark and I do not get reprimanded for hijacking this episode, we will be there uh, next month, hopefully with the full crew. Um, like to thank you for joining us and Mark, you anything else before we uh, sign off? Yeah, yeah I, I can say, say and do whatever, whatever I want because I'm the one recording. recording. Try and get, get rid of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Uh, well, yeah, Mark, it's so. been uh, been a pleasure, as always. As, as always, Gary, I've always, always loved talking Transformers, Transformers to you. All right, man. At you, you with you, whatever. <laughs> At me. Just tell me about them. Yes. All right. I done told, told you, boy. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, enjoy your comics. <laughs>